yeah, let's go. Are you pretending that we haven't said hi yet? You are listening to The Jack Shit Show with Kelsey Henderson. Good morning, everybody. How the hell are you this week? You guys, we are moving in from you don't know jack shit to you are about to know all the shit, all the boss shit. This week, my very good friend Caitlin sat down with me. I think you guys have heard me talk about her before, actually. I know I've mentioned her a few times. Um, She is a content creator, food blogger, recipe developer. Man, she's literally everything. She works her freaking butt off she works with jillian harris i actually think she's got a um, recipe coming out today with her um she is honestly just overall amazing and she's um, incredible at growing a brand knowing what to ask people for all those kinds of things so she basically just gave me my own lesson in how to build this brand and you guys get to all listen to it um I'm just going to let her start off. God bless our exes for bringing us together all those years ago. And I'll see you at the end. No, what I want you to do is, first of all, give us your your intro. (laughs) No, I'm going to make you give us your elevator speech. And I want you to explain what an elevator like pitch is because I don't have one and I'm shit at them. Okay, I can explain what an elevator pitch is, but my one? elevator pitch is all over the map right now because I have like six job titles. Yeah, that's fair to be honest. I don't have one. I know, and we both binge um, all that stuff and learn all about it, but we can't do it. Literally. Too much stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, one at a time. Yeah. Um, okay, if I was to do an elevator pitch... We'll explain what an elevator pitch is because... Okay, first of all, everybody, hi, this is my friend, Caitlin. <laughs> hi. <laughs> stoked to be here. First yes. podcast ever. I know, dude, I'm so stoked that you agreed to do it. I Like, I mean, I knew I could con you anyways, but when I asked you originally, you're like, oh, I always say no to podcasts, and I know you've been asked to do them before. I was like, I can con her. Like, I'll get her. But yeah, I had to listen to a few episodes. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then now that we've got these topics, I'm fired up. Yeah. So Caitlin is, do you want me to do your intro for you? Yeah, yeah that'd be easier. Caitlin. <laughs> let's see. Dickie. Let's see how you do. Oh, all I was going to say is superwoman. <laughs> I was just going to say Caitlin <laughs> Dickey is superwoman. So Caitlin is a friend of mine. We met in Kelowna years and years ago through our exes. Shout out. Maybe Woo-hoo. the best thing you ever did. Shout out. <laughs> the girls and are all still together actually a hundred percent the whole group yeah. of us which is so all the ex-girlfriends I all love us so much I was talking to a couple <laughs> so of them are they but <laughs> yeah so are they but mm, thanks for bringing us yeah. together yeah. um so Caitlin and I met like what six years ago yeah probably in Kelowna yeah six quite a while yeah we've known each other for quite a while and in that time you have um really built yourself a little bit of an online brand and that all kind of started from um you wanting to be more sustainable more green um and all those kinds of things talk about that a Mm -hmm. little bit because I don't even know where that came from really when you started wanting to do that yeah okay so actually remember we did a blog post on this like so far back so it started out I call it like a kind to the earth lifestyle because it kind of encompasses everything and it's just like it's not 
putting you into one box. So it's not just like just your waist because like, I mean, I, like I have plastic today. I do my best, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it started by finding cruelty-free products. And I was like, why did I never care more about this before? Like when I actually think about what animal, like animal testing is, it it's oh. so shitty. Oh. And I was like, why don't I just try a cruelty-free product? And mm-hmm. even in the last like three years, since I started trying things, there's so many more now, like there's so many brands that are cruelty free, but back then it was like, okay, which of these few should I try? Yeah, which and of these I remember two? doing my first Instagram story. Yeah, literally, which of these two? And I did my first ever Instagram story, and I remember being like, no one does Instagram stories. Everyone was still doing Snapchat, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just gonna put it on there. And I did a little vote, being like, which one should I try? And I had like 32 DMs, which is like a lot because I did not have that many followers. Probably yeah, it was under just your friends. Well, because it was just less. really your friends then. Just friends. Yeah just friends. And people were like, Oh my God, let me know how it is. And then I also bought a toothpaste. So at the end of my stories, I was like, I also have a cruelty free toothpaste. I'll let you know. And I had so many people being like, Hey, what about the toothpaste? Did you like it? Like, let me know. And I was like, Whoa, people care. And so I just kept trying new things. So I, I, as it would run out, this is my number one tip for starting is as you run out, just think about that one thing. So it's not overwhelming. Right. 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 So, so yeah. Like, like deodorant toothpaste is running out of your deodorant yeah. or whatever. You don't need to throw anything out. Like you don't need to switch everything all at once. Just one at a time. And same for like plastic stuff too. Like it lasts so long. So as your like plastic water bottle breaks and just like get a stainless steel one or something totally. like it's just one thing at a time. So just started sharing that and realized people were super interested in it and then never intended this to go anywhere it was literally just out of curiosity like Mm -hmm. I'll do the research for you because I'm going to try it anyways yeah and then yeah when you're kind of looking into that stuff you kind of get exposed to more like other things that are kind to the earth like other things that are green and sustainable and um I'm allergic to dairy so that kind of I was already making dairy-free foods and that kind of just translated into eating more plants. So it was never about eliminating. It was just eating more of the other, the alternative. And then yeah, slowly just eventually switched out meat, then switched out fish. And yeah, I think about two or three years ago, I was just like, I don't need this anymore. So yeah, Yeah. here we are. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I like, and and if anybody is looking like my big, I always send people to Kate, if they're looking for somebody who's not going (laughs) to shove it down your throat, because like, you can even just hear in you saying that, like, don't go throw out all the stuff you have, just like make a switch when you're done that stuff. Like that's because I think that's where people get, um, a little bit like shy of going into like different waiting pools of that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, is people are just like, so like, okay, if you're not doing it all or nothing, like get, it. you know, it's very like hard to like try to be a better person when people are yelling at you that yeah. you're not doing the best. So I yeah. really like and encourage anybody who is looking to just make like a few small changes to start following Caitlin immediately. <laughs> I also think it's like, if you have your one thing, like people are like, Oh, I could never give up cheese. It's like, okay, well then don't like there's other things that you can, you can do, right. It can be like on a choice by choice basis. It can be on a meat. You don't even have to say like meatless Mondays, because what if Monday you're like, someone's having a barbecue and you're not ready to go find the alternatives. Like don't limit it to one day because then you say Mondays and then it doesn't happen. And then you had zero days, meat free, whatever. And I bet you eat like I bet you have vegan meals that are even realizing it. You're just totally, not paying attention, all the time, but all the time, all the time. Yeah. And you're probably were like felt full or whatever, but all those little myths are so funny to me, but yeah, don't let one thing stop you. Or I recently posted 
like easy things that you can switch like butter or like coffee creamer or like vegan yogurt or like you know you can just there's certain things that you can just switch really easily and you wouldn't even notice totally. the difference and it's not just cutting I it out love that you said the other day you said it on your stories and you were saying that people get so discouraged because they'll go and they'll try the one thing and it'll be like yes. the one shitty version and they're like I nope, freaking I'm ate out. I like ate cat food today basically it was a vegan tuna did you watch that <laughs> I did yeah it was so disgusting and I said I was gonna give honest reviews of all these everyone watching is watching Seaspiracy so they're like help me mm-hmm. find alternatives and I was like okay I'm usually good with my jackfruit tuna or chickpea tuna or whatever yeah. but I'm gonna try these so that I can share it for the people yeah. and I literally Kelsey I Tell literally me. gagged I gagged as I was making it and I'm not a picky eater that's so it was to me it I thought it was dog food and then someone responded to my story saying how bad it was and they're like they're like cat food and I was like you know what it that's way more accurate I thought it was dog food that's so disgusting but like I had to bite it I had to eat it for the people to tell and I was just like if if I did wasn't wanting to help people find good alternatives because I don't want them to try that one thing and be like I hate all vegan food exactly then then I would have just thrown it out. But nope, I had three bites and then I threw it out because I was going to throw it So You're brave to even have the yeah. three. I would have stopped at one and been like, no, this is not it. Well, I heard some people liked it and I was just like trying. I was trying and I, I it, uh, just couldn't, couldn't do it. And that's, yeah, see, and that's coming for me. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really, another great thing to be on you, like on your channel and your wave is like that you are very honest in like what what's good what's not what products are actually not working like even if they are Mm -hmm. the green alternative or the like you know kinder alternative so I really that's why we're talking to Caitlin and nobody else people that's why we're here (laughs) because she's not gonna shout at me because I you like I mean you know I'm still a meat eater I just dated a hunter for the last how long like you know, I've got a freezer full of meat. That doesn't mean that I'm like not trying to be sustainable and like things like that mm-hmm. in other ways. And, and yeah. I think people really undervalue the, the, that a few little changes, you know, you don't have to give up meat if you don't want to, it's not the end of the world. Can we mm-hmm. make it a little kinder or can you like maybe start, stop using something else? Like, you know, I'm pretty yeah. careful about what you'll be very proud. I bought, um, reusable Ziploc bags <gasps> recently. Those are really great. Like, you know, so it's yeah. just like, make your own little changes, but people really undervalue the fact that like, if we were all making tiny changes, how much that would add up. Yeah. Or even just here and there, like there's so many good options. Like I am the least picky Like I used to eat street meat everywhere. I went traveling. Like I ate meat my whole life. Yeah. Like, I eat literally everything. Yeah. And so when I'm making recipes, so part of my job, I guess you never said it is like, I'm a recipe developer and for yeah. like food photographer. So when I'm testing recipes, I want them to be as close to what I remember them to be. So in my head, I'm like, thank God I ate meat. So I know what I can make it like. So, because I want this, my family's not vegan. So everything is non-vegan approved that I make. Yeah. And if they don't like it, it doesn't go up. That's just plain and simple. It doesn't matter how much I'm getting papered. It doesn't go up if my friends and family don't like it. Yeah. And if I, if I'm like, Hmm, something's not right. Yep. And I can totally attest to that because you've fed me plenty in the six years yeah. that we've known. I've gotten so much better. You got to come back. Post-COVID. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, one of the first like ones that you were like playing around with was the jackfruit. Um, I ate that for them. dinner. 
I'm so jealous. Man. <laughs> that is so good. And I fed that to said Hunter X and he had no idea. He couldn't even tell we made a, a jackfruit pulled pork. So like when yeah. I'm saying Kate like is putting them out and she, like, yeah, like they're approved by us meat eaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So, so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So tell Thanks. us, okay. So yeah. <laughs> hey, no problems. Thanks for feeding me. Um, tell us like more of Okay. So you're, you're saying you're like, you're a recipe developer now and a food photographer. Um, who do you work with? Because you do like some pretty exciting collaborations and things like that. Okay. So I, we, we could do a whole other episode on like manifesting and just like the woo woo stuff. We, yeah, we need to, but I didn't even pick up a camera until April last year. Mm -hmm. And never called myself a food photographer. The only reason I started learning was so that I could put out my ebook, which I did last year. Yeah. Not a plug, <laughs> but like, not a plug, but um, that's the only reason plug. I learned how to do it. Cause I was like, I want to share these recipes and there's a certain standard that I want to share these at. And so in order to do that, I need to learn how to take food photos and style food. And like the glow up in my food photos is hilarious. I'm going to show you, so but I didn't even call myself a food photographer, even when I was taking pictures for my ebook until October this and last? my friends, one peak creative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Real recently. Um, they were doing a shoot for the very good butchers in Victoria. And I was like, they hired me to style the table and make the food. Cause we were doing a Thanksgiving theme right. and they, I was like, Hey, why don't you see if very good butchers wants to um, buy some recipes off me. So I'm going to be making the food anyway. So I'll just like write it down and then do separate photos. And so in their email, they're like, we have a food stylist and food photographer working with us. And I was like, I'm not those things. And then I was like, holy crap. Okay. I guess I am those things because this is the job I'm doing. So let's get over this imposter syndrome. Yeah. Literally imposter syndrome is so real. But then I started calling myself a food photographer. And now that's like my second main source of income, which is pretty sweet. Which is so so very good butchers. They bought my first five recipes ever. And then Jillian Harris, I have done two for her already. And I've got another one coming out uh, this week. Hmm. I don't know when this is going out, but it might be on the day that you plan on bringing it out, I think. Oh, maybe I'll, and... try and, I'll try and. Yeah, we'll do there a you go. So that. that'll be on hers. And then, yeah, lots of other brands in the works right now for recipes, but that's not even that's not even all I do. So that's just kind of the the exciting things and the big opportunities, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. very all over the map. Yeah. There's another one coming out midday squares. I have actually, I'm doing a recipe with them right now, but you can hear it here first because it'll probably be out by the time this is out. Vegan dairy queen cake copycat. It's in my freezer right now and I've already eaten half of it. (laughs) Fuck. I wish I was home. Yeah. We would just record this down in the basement. I'll come upstairs, have a little. Yeah. With a little Marg. Oh, Mm. Mm. little jalapeno Marg. Oh, Okay, so when you're working, oh my god, wait, please see the moon tonight. It is the tiniest sliver I've ever seen. Oh, so, is it cute? Yeah, it's so, it's so cute. It's so cute. Um, okay, when you are working with brands like that, mm-hmm. because okay, so let's maybe even re- rewind it even more. How did you start building this following? Is it just sort of like more word of mouth? Were you doing anything on your social media to like put that out to people more and get that like boosted? Or how did you kind of build your following on specifically Instagram? I think is what your main, your main yeah. thing is for sure. But um, just really like everyone's like, Oh, how do you grow your following? Like before we say anything, I don't have that many followers. So yeah. I have 7,000 followers, um, right now and it, 
the thing about that is like, I'm totally fine with growing slowly. I've had jumps with like, like I did a Jillian Harris takeover and I jumped 900 followers from it, but I know that her following is very loyal and I'm not doing a giveaway to get followers or anything. So those are people that saw my page and they, I have set my page up so that when they go to it, they know what they're going to get. I mostly do everything on stories. So just sharing value, like being honest, sharing value because no one's going to want to see like random stuff. Right. Or just me. I don't know. People do follow people that just do outfit things in the mirror, but like, I don't do that. I just share when I have something to say. I tried to do, I tried to show a shirt the other day in the mirror and I was like, I literally can't even like, (laughs) can't video this. How do you not a fashion blogger people? No, not a fashion blogger. No, like I just, I don't know. I just share what is relevant Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It's not just recipes. I sometimes share like tips for social media or um yeah stuff like that so yeah zero waste stuff whatever products I'm trying at the moment um yeah so I think just being yourself one because people like you don't have to worry about who doesn't like you because you don't want those people following you anyways absolutely you just want the people that are going to be there for for what you're sharing and that's in the end those people are going to find you eventually yeah different ways you can help them find you but Mm -hmm. that's besides the point it's it's mainly just sharing value and showing up like as you are like even when you don't feel like it sometimes like got my eyebrows waxed and I have this huge rash and like you can see it on here but I was like you know what if it wouldn't be real life if I didn't show up and you're really good at this too you're like here I am this is me and so yeah I don't know I think just showing up like that like Instagram totally yeah and I think too like we were just saying before we came on to record that you, your, your following is, you know, quote unquote small for what Instagram standards are, but you have in that smaller following, all those people are engaging your engagements really Mm -hmm. high. Those are like people who are actually there to learn from you and be with you and hang out with you online and like instead of having you know 10,000 followers who you know the 2,000 of them are the actual like diehards yeah no but even like even 2,000 on 10 is really good totally percentage wise so like in the industry I guess we're gonna get into this but in the industry standards three percent by a by a brand's terms is considered good I think mine's at seven or eight. Yeah. But it, you'd be, you'd be surprised. So that's like just for followers to engagement on like posts, but for stories, my engagement is so much higher. So I get like, I don't know, last week I had 2,500 views on my stories and I have 7,000 followers. So many, it's so weird sometimes, but yeah. um, when you post something in 3%, for your posts and stuff that's considered like good but a lot of brands are looking for seven and eight range and so as you get more followers the less people are going to see your stuff the less people are going to be engaged so there's it's like pretty common for that to drop but Mm. then again if you're building slowly and you're building people that actually want to be there and hear what you have to say that's how you keep that number up and so that's why anyone that follows me that's like a bot or a fake account I literally remove them Hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. bye (laughs) Bye. I have yeah. I have fake accounts, but they just watch my stuff. They don't follow me. But at least Bye. they're watching. There's some people that are just there from yeah. giveaways. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> fair, fair, yeah. fair. 
I feel like your fake accounts are just those, uh, the people checking in on you. I do too. Hi friends. friends. Literally whenever I see them, I'm just like, oh, thanks for boosting my, my like interaction and shit. I think it's so funny. I'm like, yes, vote on that. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So when you're working with bigger brands, um, do you generally like, cause you have done lots more co- collaborations and even like the ones that you just mentioned, like tons, you work with companies. All oh yeah. The time. Those are just and, new. Yeah. Those are just like the last like month that you've done those bigger mm-hmm. ones really. Um, when you're working with companies, do you pitch them or do they come to you? And find okay, I love this question because before I really got into this and understood it, I would hear these bigger influencers be like, I never pitch to brands. Like they always reach yeah. out to me. And, and I heard that and I was like, that seems so inorganic because so, like if I'm wanting to get more work, so I did freelance just Instagram for a year when I came back from Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And so I was like actively looking for things all the time. And I would sit around my room and I'm like, what do I already use? Mm-hmm. What products are already in my fridge and my freezer? And then I pitched to those brands. So I personally think pitching is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's so smart because you already know the product. You already like it. So you, you avoid that being like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I don't want to share it if I don't like it. That's another thing. Don't share shit. You don't like. Yeah. Um, but I, I always pitch. So, um, I was just telling Kelsey a little sneaky update that I have. I can't say yet, but I was purposely going through and finding brands that I think would align with that specific event that's happening in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm pitching them being like, here's what, here's my idea. And here's how I think we could partner and who can I send an email to and like, then you get their email response and then you can pitch your idea to them. You can be specific. You can say, do you have any campaigns coming up? So, but then again, I also get a lot of people reaching out to me now, but that doesn't happen when you, when you're small when you're all the time, yeah. unless they're like it ha- a lot of scams and bikini collabs totally. come up, but totally. don't, don't do that stuff. <laughs> Just work with people you want to work with. Do you, so when you're saying you, you ask that, like, tell people you have an idea and then you, did you, are you just like sliding in the DMs or are you going on at, like on their websites and like. So a little bit of both. If they're, if their social media person's active and again, so these are people that I've probably tagged in a story before for free. So you can see if they've read your message, Mm -hmm. if you have like four um, messages from them or past story tags and they've never seen it or opened it. You're like, hmm, they don't check DMS. I'm going to go to right. email. Right. I always send one just in That's case so saying, far. Hey, who's your email marketer? Um, who's the best contact I can reach for email marketing? I have an idea. And I'd love to collab because if you don't say why you want it, they're, they're not going to answer you. So right. I always say, I have an idea. This is what I'm doing. Who's who can I send more details to? And then I don't know if, Sometimes they answer, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they say they're not collaborating, whatever. Based on their answer, that gives you what you want to do. And if we want to get really into it, if they say no, um, you can, it's going to happen. Everyone, totally. there's going to be lots of no's. But I just say, hey, can you keep me on your list for future campaigns? Okay. Um, here's my email and I'd love to send my stats over. And so that's what I say. But I've got about 30 emails to send this week, which is really exciting because I was not expecting so that many yeses. That's so yeah, bad. super exciting. So but that's like a lot of work. T- and I got a full-time job. So. Yeah, I know you're a crazy person. It's so I you've yeah. always been so like that though. Like you are the friggin' energizer bunny. So are you though? Miss three Insta accounts right now and starting <laughs> oh a podcast. God. Yeah, why let's just add more things, you know? Why not? 
I know. I feel yeah. that. I, I know, but I feel like I, I don't know why. I don't know if that's imposter syndrome true, but I never feel like I'm as busy as you are. <laughs> like you're just always yeah. like, mm, 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 mm. someone asked me that today. And then I looked at my calendar and I was like, Oh yeah, there's a lot on there. Yeah. Well, but I also scheduled in like spike ball. Totally. So yeah. I mean, balance. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. When you're yeah. sending stats, when you say in an email, like I'll send my stats over what stats are companies generally looking for? Ooh, okay. Um, so, I mean, I've never really, well, I guess I'm on the brand side right now a little bit, but on a really small scale. So we're only working with nano influencers and this is new, but when I send my stats, I send, um, since I have good story stats, um, like I'm just signed with an agency, but that's another story. They said my, my stats are similar to people with 30 K for my story. Views. So I was telling Kelsey the actual numbers, but like I get pretty good and pretty good engagement on there, meaning a lot of my followers actually watch my stories. Right. And so I, I send those, but a lot of people might not because they don't maybe have, That's it's the not best. their best. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be their best focal point, but I send my reach. So of my, the last 30 days, sometimes mm-hmm. they'll be specific and ask for the past seven days, but I send a screenshot from my insights. I send my follower count. I send my engagement rate and I send my audience. So mm-hmm. if it's male or female percentage, and then, I mean, I'm mostly p- pitching to Canadian brands. So or yeah, like totally. even local, so I, I'll just send the location, but, yeah. um, I just kind of send those things. And then if you think you've already gotten the bag, then you're good. You can just send your idea and say you're super stoked to work with them. If you think it's going to need some pushing, you can link to something you've done to, for a similar brand. Right. And that usually, you know, gets them. But I have, I've had people say, sorry, we're not doing any collaborations. And then I send them my idea. And th- can I swear on this? Of course. <laughs> I'm like, it's Kelsey Anderson. Of course. Of course. Um, and they answered they were like oh yeah we don't like we're not really working with anyone right now we're gonna wait till our ambassador program launches in a few months and I was like that's awesome but I'm still gonna do this anyway so if you want to be a part of it let me know and I told them my idea and they were like that's fucking bold I love it what's your address we'll send you shit right now amazing and so it went from like a no to like a fuck yes yeah and so yeah I love that on it so you just kind of got to like if you want something tell them you really want it because yeah you're marketing for the brand so you're we're going to get into this too, but like what goes on behind the scenes is like, you're there's, you're marketing for them. You have to be like cohesive with their brand. You have to stay on brand for you. Like, I don't want to be sharing stuff that people are following me and don't care about. Right. So there's so many things, but totally. Yeah. And then, so do go into that, like, tell us what, like the behind the scenes and like the contracts kind of, cause I know that a lot of, mm-hmm. like, I know they come with contracts. So I think a lot of people don't really realize that of like, this is what you must do with this product. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So it depends on what they're wanting, but like, and it depends on what you want out of it. So sometimes, sometimes there's a product that I really want to try or that I really like, and I'm trying to do less of this now and treat myself as a small business. Cause like I need to, you know, like <laughs> product doesn't pay the bills, but totally. um, sometimes there's something that you really want to try, or maybe it's your foot in the door. And so there's different types that would be like an in-kind partnership. So they say product for post. I don't do this for feed posts because like that takes way more time, but I will happily share it on stories. Right. And you've um, got great and only if I like it. Yeah. So I just say like, yeah, I'll send them my story stats and be like, I'm, this is, this is my rates for a feed post, but, um, this is, I can do it on stories for this rate. Let me know if that's in your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I always ask if they have a budget now just like budget or bust. Cause I'm busy anyways, abundance mindset, more will come along. You don't, you can't be sad totally. about the nose. So budget or bust right now. Um, 
but I'm dealing with this right now as well. I've got some brands that are, they don't have a budget. And I'm like, I really want to try your product. And if I like it, I'll share it on stories, but I'm, but I'm saying no requirements to, to share. So there's the back and forth with the brand. That's a lot. So DMS and then moving it to email when it gets more formal, figuring out rates or what the deliverables are. So sometimes this is like, I'm also a content creator. So sometimes this is content for just them, Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's posting on my own stories and my own feed or making reels. Mm -hmm. So there's figuring out all of that. And then yeah, invoicing <laughs> and then researching their product, making sure you're sharing accurate information. Right. Um, I have, I'm working with someone for the next three months and um, they've got like so much research behind their product. That is kind of the main thing that sold me on it. Cause I'm like, this is so cool. And so I'm reading through their pamphlets, reading through their website before I share on stories. So even though it's just an Instagram story is what everyone else sees. I had to memorize that information Mm because I don't want to redo that 700 times. So I'm memorizing their information. I'm sharing the parts that I actually find interesting because if I'm just reading off of a pamphlet, yeah, no, it's not. So I'm like, okay, what am I excited about? Why did I choose to work with them? And then I just carry that through. And then, yeah, if I'm making content for them as well. So I'm sharing on my stories and then making content for them. And I'm like, okay, I can't be goofy and dorky. Their brand is a little bit different. So I'm catering the content Mm -hmm. towards what they're going to want to post. Right. So I want them to be able to use my content because then they're going to hire me again. So if I'm making content that, that fits with their feed, that's using their color scheme, like that has copy, like writing on it, that's fitting with their audience, right. Then it's going to get used. Right. So yeah, thinking about all that, I'm missing so much, but there's so much that goes behind the scenes and then pitching yourself that's so hard and figure out your own rates you know it's so hard you know how terrible I am at this part (sighs) I'm so like you're crushing it Caitlin has helped me with this part for years because I'm like I don't know like even so a lot of people I mean I think I may I don't even know if I've talked about it on here but like the Okanagan pet project was basically yes. brainchild. <laughs> like, no, I, that was you, but we got it into Kelowna now, but you, yeah, you made it a bigger thing because I had no idea how to ask for those things. So I started this like little company called the <laughs> Okanagan pet project when I was living in Kelowna. And essentially it just started out as a blog because I was so frustrated with people who were dog owners in Kelowna because I have big annoying rescue dogs who need extra (laughs) behavioral things and then I was doing the pet photography anyways Caitlin made it a way bigger thing than it was because I didn't even know how to ask for that I was like I have no idea Caitlin like (laughs) literally sent me an email and she was like cut and copy this and (laughs) plug it in (laughs) yeah she's like put this literally she was like cut copy and this is your email and you are going and then I had a column like a bi-weekly column in our paper like from that so Mm -hmm. I'm you did that for a while quite a long time yeah years Mm -hmm. um yeah it was and it was going so good before I moved here it was like we were doing really well with that but yeah um I know you sent me a few questions like kind of idea of what this was going to be but one of them was you were asking about the jack shit show page Cause someone is yes, asking what an app please. can you, can you read, read what was the app question? So somebody is, that. somebody said they were starting it. Uh, they were launching an app soon and mm-hmm. uh, let me actually, I'm going to pull it up and I'm just going to get you the exact, the exact, the exact. Okay. Kelsey asked some people on the gram. I was on the gram. For some cues, for some cues. So it was getting me fired up. I'm probably talking so fast. I no, you're not. You're stuff. totally fine. Mm. Launching an app in the near future. Do I need to, do I need to build a brand for that? 
social platforms? Okay. So my take on this Mm -hmm. is a hundred percent because your Instagram, if you're a brand, um, that's your front page of your website. Now, if people don't like what they see there, why would they go and see more? Totally. Like literally why I, I personally, if I want to go to someone's website, I go to their Instagram page because I know it's going to be linked and same with an app. I don't know what the app, like without knowing what it's about. Yeah. It's like, you have an opportunity to make this really cool. So a lot of apps that are marketing on another app, Instagram's an app. So if you're marketing your app on another app, you have an opportunity to really blow it up because there's a lot of, um, app accounts that aren't interesting, that aren't cool, that you probably don't even know that there's an like an account for yeah, and who's going to tag it if they're not even sure there's an account for it. The ones that I've seen doing really well, um, I'm thinking of like social media, um, content planners, what they're doing really well is sharing how to use their app, Mm. sharing people that are using it. So UGC user generated content is like how to share, how to use your app, tips and tricks they're bringing people like experts on if there's any integrations showing people like what they can do on it and so making reels and posting and doing fun content so again offering value if someone goes to your page and they're like oh cool an app and there's nothing for them there why would they follow yeah totally you know like if you wouldn't follow yourself then like fix it so totally yeah my answer to that is 100% like that's your front page your website and treat it as such it's also your resume yeah. So if you want to like, I don't know, thinking big here, like if you want to sell that app ever, you got to show that you got to show that you're cohesive. Like if you're wanting yeah. to, to market it, that's a free platform to market. It's free marketing. So smart. Right. And you can reach so many people than just whatever email list or whatever you're currently doing. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah now talk about email list. Let's touch on that because you have an email list. That's yes. quite large. What is yeah, I'm pretty with on email it. list? okay the number one thing about email lists is you own your audience Mm -hmm. so like instagram could drop off the planet tomorrow probably won't happen but it glitches one day or possibilities there think about how many other apps or or platforms that we've used that we no longer use right and so then you lose all of those people you've spent years or whatever even months putting effort into a platform and content that lives there like I don't save all of my stuff that I'm posting on my feed or like my, my stories are saved on my highlights. So if, if something was to happen that, and that's a pretty good source of income for me, I only have the brand's emails. I have none of those people. They don't know how to find me, whatever. So with an email list, you own that audience. And also, you know, that your stuff's going to be seen to them. Don't be Mm -hmm. spammy, but I send out one email a week Mm -hmm. and it's a recipe and I don't write like what I did on my weekend before it's literally just a recipe I was walking the dog yeah yeah seriously like I just write the intro to the recipe like what it is and why I made it or if there's something fun about it like why I came up with it and it's literally a tiny paragraph and then I write the recipe Mm -hmm. and I do a little plug on my ebook on the bottom because it's I've I've sent out 32 free recipes. So one a week for the last 32 weeks. And I've grown my email list to 1500 followers. I think we like just hit 1500 probably this week and I have a 70% open rate. So industry standard is 30%. Okay. And we're at 70%. Pretty damn good. Yeah. So pretty fun. And then that's kind of like the number one thing. So I'm planning on doing a cookbook and another ebook 
And I just came up with my title and concept of my cookbook the other day. And I was so pumped on it. But like eventually these people have been making my recipes for 32 weeks. Probably by the time that's done, it's probably gonna be like 50 weeks. And then if they've liked them, which it seems people are because they post them on stories, then you know what? Those are the people that are probably going to want to buy my cookbook. And I've got, and I'm sending them an email and I'm saying, here's a discount. I also offer a discount for my email subscribers. So that's another incentive. Those people are going to be the first in line. They might even get pre-sale. I haven't decided yet, but like they're going to be first in line for something that I know is going to offer them value. Right. So I'm not just like selling everything. I'm not putting, posting my discount codes or like brand stuff in there. It's just, here's a free recipe for you. I had fun making this and just remember me when my ebook comes out, (laughs) please. And it's just like at the bottom, a little thing at the bottom. Totally. But yeah, that's my email list. Those are my email subscribers. Yeah. They're not opening. Like when they open my email, they're not getting redirected to 600 other posts and scrolls in your feed. Like those are, those are yours and you know, who's opening it. So that's why I decided to start an email list. Yeah, very important. And don't be spammy. That's, yeah. my, I think, my number one thing. Don't be like, spammy. I freaking hate people. I will never spam. open them. I won't open never. them. Never. I'll delete spammy. them. I'll delete them before. Yeah. And I delete them all at once because I didn't open the last seven. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's what I yeah, literally just yeah. did a big one today. I was like, Goodbye. Like, yeah, same. So annoying. Same. I'm like, if you email like six times a week, I can't keep up and then I just get overwhelmed. And, and what the hell? Goodbye. So people know consistent people know I post on Monday I send them out Monday morning at 9 a.m summer it's going to go back to uh Sunday morning at 9 a.m but it was ski season and I was at the hill so (laughs) we switched it to Monday (laughs) I like that you gotta prioritize yourself that's important I was like my open rates might drop but I need to go snowboarding for first chair so and they didn't drop because people were already used to looking for my emails so it's perfect it's perfect yeah so yeah. everybody basically like apps, everybody who's starting any kind of small business, like lash business, podcast, like whatever yeah. it may be, social media, you need your socials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Content. And you're crushing it with the like jack shit show stuff. Like the thing that I've been trying to do is when someone's scrolling in their feed and they're over, like there's so much to look at. Yeah. I, I want people to know that when they scroll past a photo, whether it be of me or of food, that they know it's my photo. And mm. so for me, it's subtle branding mm. for you. You've got your graphics, like include something where people are going to know. Cause when you go to your feed, you're like, yeah, that looks great. Blah, blah, blah. So on brand cohesive, whatever. doesn't mm. even have to co- be cohesive, but like when someone's scrolling in a feed, which is where most people see their content, they're not yeah. just going to your page and checking in on you. Totally. It's going to be in a feed mixed in with six other people's things. So yeah. aesthetics don't matter in that regard. It's just a matter of, do they know this is you without seeing your little name? Cause like most of the time people are just scrolling by. Yeah. So get that consistency. And like, even if it's a subtle tint on the photo for me, I'm, I use like pink plates or like I'll enhance certain colors so that Mm. they're more prominent. And I've noticed such a difference when people know it's my photo just Mm. because of the styling or the colors that I use or whatever it is. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, with your fun graphics, like keep that up too. Thank you. Yeah. It will go. Yeah. I try. Yes. Yeah. I like my feed. Yeah. There you go. It's very, it's like on brand. I think it's pretty on brand for like me as a person and yeah. <laughs> bullshit we're talking about. But that's the, the thing is like people are, li- people are listening for you. Like you are yeah. what you're marketing as weird yeah. as that sounds like 
you can market your guests. That's fun. You get some new people on here, but like you're marketing you and what Mm -hmm. you have to talk about and like the questions that you're asking. Right. So yeah, it's gotta be you in there. It's gotta be all a little bit of you and all, all the things. I'm trying my dang guest anyways, but for, okay. So then for somebody like me, just to use it as as an example, like an app, I feel like that's like, or let's actually rephrase that for mar- like for partnerships and brand marketing and things like that. Like I only have 300 followers. Mm-hmm. My engagement's really great. Like I have good numbers, but yeah. Do you, do you think that a brand would look at me and be like, mm, you have 300 followers? No. Uh, have, is that combined with your podcast downloads, listeners and Instagram? No. Okay. So you can bundle. Oh, see, these are the questions. Yeah. Okay. So you can bundle and you can say across all platforms. Yeah. So don't lie. Like if you, like you could say your personal one, but like, if you want to start getting some fun deals, you can start and be like, this is like, I'm going to reshare this episode or tidbits from this episode, or I'm going to talk about this on my stories on, on my platform and you can include yours. So then there you go. Then you've got how many, if you include your personal one, the Jack shit show Instagram and your podcast downloads, right. Yeah. Or your subscribers. So then you can bundle those and you have a little bit more of an Avenue. Mm -hmm. And then I think for just starting out, like really niche down niche, Mm -hmm. niche, whatever, but like really like get clear on what fits. Right. So it's tempting to just take deals. I was talking to one of my friends today. She's like, I got offered a collaboration and she's like, I was like, send me the deliverables. And I was like, that is so much work for a freaking lip balm. Absolutely not. Like, no, like you could just go buy that and save yourself two hours of work. So, but I was like, it's exciting. And I understand, but like, Mm -hmm. I will help you pitch to something that you already use or like, cause she hasn't even used the stuff, the product yet. And I was like, you know what? Like just pitch yourself to things that you actually already use because you're going to talk about it way more genuinely. Like there's so many things that are very on brand for Kelsey Henderson and like the Jack shit show. Right. So think, find those things and then pitch to them and be like, hear me out. Like this is, this is the type of people that listen to my show, Mm -hmm. get your audience down too, send them that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's what I would do is like, just be specific because if you're just doing the same ads as everyone else and it doesn't really fit, they're going to get skipped. So you'd be like, I'm, to be like, I want to do ads in my podcast that people want to listen to yeah. have that as your, your pitching point, you know? Yeah, totally. Make them fun. And Always. then ask for creative freedom too. So be like, can I, can I just like make my own ad? Um, can I say what I want about this? Obviously mm-hmm. positive. If it's something you already like, of and course. then see what they say. That, and yeah. that see, no kid, that leads perfectly into another question I have, which is what is important as a, as a, um, creator to ask for when Mm -hmm. you are working with like doing those um like deliverables and like going back and forth with the brand what's something that you should be asking for to protect yourself and like making sure that it's like worth it for you as well okay I'm still learning some of the things that you can charge for or like how to not get to get stuck but um basically I say if I haven't tried the product I always say I want to try it first Mm -hmm. whether it's a like service or a product, you know, it kind of depends on like, I post different things. So food and and like, like beauty products are a little bit different because a lot of the times I have tried them, but yeah, just today we sent one and it was like, like, I would like to try your, your stuff first before I agree to post anything. 
And I was like, let's set up a call. So no matter how small you are, set up a call because you never know what this is going to lead to. Like always Mm -hmm. expect it to to lead to bigger things because why not? I don't know. It's just my mentality is like, see where it can go, see where it can go. So I always ask to set up a call and be like, what do you have going on? Do you have any campaigns going on? Have you worked with influencers before? Because then you find out if they know what they're talking about. If not, then you're kind of in the, in the running. And um, I always ask, do you have a budget? Yeah. So I, right now I say like, I have such a good sentence and I'm so, I'd be happy to share it because for the longest time you're like, how do you, how do you get a product offer to getting paid? Mm -hmm. And I always say, thanks so much for reaching out. Um, I'm actually giving priority to my paid collaborations at the moment. Is there a budget for this campaign or something along those lines? And um, then you're going to hear back right away, whether that's going to say it right then, if you want to make the time to do something for free, Mm -hmm. if something you really like, yeah, go for it, but make sure you're not putting yourself out or it's not something you could have bought with the money you could have made during those two hours. Cause sometimes content takes like, like minimum one hour. Totally to do the research and and planning and figuring out your rates and emailing back and forth and then actually creating it and then editing it and then writing the copy for it. Like it's a, it's a lot, especially Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're proud of what you're putting out and you want to like, make sure it's good. Yeah. of course. Um, so yeah, I always ask like, what are your, like, and what are their stats? So like, do your research on them too. If you haven't heard of the brand, like, are you actually going to get exposure from this? What do you want from it? Do you want exposure? Do you want to get paid? Do you want to post it on yours? Do you want to post it on theirs? So figure all that out and then go from there, make your decision. Is this really worth it? Don't get too excited about just one opportunity because you know that there's billions of brands out there that will work with you for those same deliverables of whatever they're asking. And so, yeah, just know that more, more are going to come along. That's one thing I wish I knew is yeah. I was setting, I was setting my rates way too low. No one was negotiating with me. Yeah. Um, and I, cause I knew like my rates were good. Cause they were and, just like, and yeah, it's a absolutely. Yeah. They're like, Oh, perfect. And it's numbers that I thought were scary that yeah. I was like, Whoa, like, Oh my God, now, they're never going to say yes. And then they do it. Were you charging people right from the beginning? No, were you doing? Products? I did like two years of free works. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is common, but um, and I didn't know. I didn't know any better. And influencer marketing. I don't even call myself an influencer still, even even I though know. it's like influencer rates or whatever. But um, I, yeah, I did a lot of free work. Yeah, it was not very common at all for people to be getting paid through Instagram and also to be like a content creator. So to yeah. create content for other brands, it was like they hired photographers to do that. Right. And so now there, there's so many other people that can create content that fits with their brand or like lifestyle wise. So no, I did a lot of free work and then I found it hard because I had done so much for small companies that I was like, how do I now start charging them? Right. And so the mentality for me was being like, I am a small business too. Mm-hmm. And product doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. And did you do yeah. you think that now, like knowing what you know now, would you advise somebody to start charging from the beginning? Or do you think that people should should be doing the product and then switching into that when they have a little bit of a bigger audience or whatever? I actually, that was my call today was from someone who I think she has like a thousand followers and mm-hmm. she, but she posts really good content. And I told her, and I was like, you spending an hour making a reel for a brand and me spending an hour making a reel for the brand is the same amount of work. Yeah. Just, just because your follower count is lower 
If the brand's paying for exposure, that's a different story. And I'd build that into the cost. Mm. Whereas I would build in a higher amount because they're going to be exposed to 6,000 more people. Yeah. Right. So I just told her, I was like, it's the same amount of work. You're still working for free. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that I'd be probably putting, when she sent me the thing, it was like, um, a reel and a feed post and stories. And I was like, I would look at that and I'd be like, absolutely not doing that for lip balm. It was lip balm and a a foundation. And I was like, she's like, and I was like, what? That's like a $5 product. She's like, no, their foundation's 50. And I'm like, yeah, retail. Think about what it's costing that brand. Right. To send that. Right. It's probably $5. Yeah. And so for two hours of work, regardless of if you want to be an influencer or not, let the dogs hi puppies yeah so no you're not doing anything for for five dollars no no we don't work for free anymore I don't care how many followers you have like you're creating content for them and okay so this is one thing that I was like mine I was like oh my god makes so much sense Mm. if a brand is using your content or this has happened to me a lot your likeness so your face or your voice, or your name. That's how so I've you? been in. I am, I think, still on. Uh, I almost dropped their name, but I'm still on a makeup brand's website, and I am still on like my face on a website. I have another website where I'm in one of their ads that circulates on Facebook all the time and then there's this other yeah so but like I was I was like yeah sure I'll be in your ad I can do it in one take it'll take me no time at all I've been in tons of videos whatever tell me what tell me what you want me to say and so I just did it literally in like two takes one the sun hit my face and I was like okay I knew it was gonna be used for an ad but I didn't it's like hey how much money are you putting into that ad Lucy she just had to get one more word in Hudson oh that was Hudson um yeah so your likeness is another thing but if you're creating a content so again doesn't matter how many followers if they're using it for advertising Mm -hmm. that means they have a budget Mm -hmm. to pay for advertising Mm -hmm. they're not paying for advertising in lip balm Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that for free so what you can do is you can say like five percent of your advertising budget or if it's being used in ads screw your following mm-hmm. that's charge your hourly wage, whatever, okay. whatever you feel comfortable with charge your hourly wage and double it because they're putting, they're going to be making money off of you. Right. Off of the content you created. Right. And so that's one thing that I was like, oh well, I God, think I that's so true. I think, that, I think that a lot of us and a lot of people like get caught up in, in working for free because you're like, oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm nobody, but it's still, yeah. it's still work. It's like, still, work. still working. Yeah is there I've heard you mention it a few times like industry standards for like numbers and industry standards for like pricing and things like that is there like a resource like where do the where does the industry standard come from like where can people find that information okay so I'm in a few groups um I I think I just mentioned it really quickly but like I just got signed with an agency and I've been following them for a while Mm -hmm. and they share a lot of resources but rates is something that a lot of people don't share Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to get more people to share their rates and just be mm-hmm. open to talking about money because then other people know what they can charge and there's going to be less people accepting product for two hours of work when they know they could be getting more than that. And it's totally fair. It's not like I want to get the most amount of money out of this brand. It's not at all. It's like I'm doing work. Yeah. This has value and it's free marketing for you. 
or it's like, it's marketing. It's like paying for marketing. It should come out of your marketing budget. Yeah. And it's like paying a photographer. You wouldn't say, Hey, I'm going to use all of your photos in my ads and on my website and on my socials. And I want you to also post them on your channel and I'm going to give you three bags of popcorn. Yeah. How ridiculous does it sound when you, when you say photographer, how, how, yeah. When you say photographer versus influencer, how ridiculous does that sound? Yeah. So ridiculous. Absolutely. You'd be like, you, anyone would advise the photographer not to do that. So yeah. how is being a content creator any different just because there's more things involved, right? Totally. So yeah, I mean, and reels, like getting a video down to 30 seconds is flipping hard. Dude, I'm going to make a new TikTok <laughs> and I'm so bummed about it. I don't want to like, cause that's the other thing. It's hard. I, you, I have a personal one, but then people are like, but now your algorithm's already built on that. So you have to make a new one. Cause I'm going to make a new one for the podcast. And then I'm like, yeah, oh my God, but I just don't even want to make them, but I've got to, it's hard, but just write down your ideas and batch work it. But totally. Yeah. Explain yeah. batch. So people, that's it. People don't know what that is. I love, Ooh, okay. love batch work. Hit me with the batch. So work. I try and do things all at once. So like I set a time for just pitching, just answering emails, Um, just writing out ideas. So if I have like a lot of brands are asking for TikToks and reels right now. Mm. So I write out the brands that I need to create content for this month. I have a lot of people that I do stuff monthly for. So they just give me creative freedom and they go, I need two pieces of content every month or have another brand that wants four recipe reels every month. And I have another brand that wants feed posts and, and um, a reel every month. And then I have another brand that wants four to 10 TikToks a month. So what I think it's a lot, it's a lot. And it's all recent. Everyone's like TikToks. We need TikToks because everyone's growing on there. So I write down those brand names. I write down my ideas and I write down more ideas than I need because some of these videos are going to be harder to execute. And then write out where you're going to literally film these things. So if you're, if it's videos you're wanting to create, write where you're going to need, what you're going to need for them. So do I need to go buy ingredients if it's a recipe thing? Do I need to get the bowls out? Do I need to make sure all of my dishes are clean? Whatever, like make it easier on yourself. So when you wake up the next day or whatever day, like for me, I do all my content on Fridays because I have a full-time job as well on top of this. (laughs) Fun. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just started kind (laughs) of December, but but yeah. And yeah, the more like, I mean, there's going to be some opportunities that I, that I want, that I'm going to, they're not going to listen to this, that I'm going to be like, okay, bye. This is more fun. But I also like my job because it's, I'm pretty much doing this, but exactly consistent income, which is sweet, but yeah, just like batch work it. So write down what those brands are, what the video ideas are. Um, I write what I'm going to need to wear. If I need to change outfits, where Mm -hmm. I'm going to film it. I, yeah, just do it all at once. And then I go and I do like four videos at a time or two recipes at a time, or I write the recipes and then I make them the next day and then I shoot them the next day. So that way I have my camera set up, my tripod set up. I can just switch out the props, switch out the food. And then, then I can go back to my computer and edit instead of going to get groceries for one recipe, then writing it out, then making it, then shooting it, then editing it. And then redoing that again. I just do edit, edit, shoot, shoot. Yeah. And yeah. So same with other content too, but it's going to be hard to manage all of this coming up. That's why I'm so excited for the agency. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. They're going to help with the emails. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, I see emails go out. I didn't even realize that agencies, I mean, of course they do, but like, it didn't even like really occur to me that like agencies would, there would be influencer agencies. Yeah. So they're helping me. So 
I do content creation and influencing. I'm like ma- like mainly doing content creation right now. Like I don't remember the last time I posted so a feed post. It was like in March, which is fun. And so like my stuff comes last, but they're helping me. I already have, like I reached out to them because I was already really busy with partnerships. And I'm like, I have seven emails that I need to answer that, that I know I could be like making an income for and like monetizing and so if we can make it worth it here's the minimum I'll accept and they answer so like I literally see emails go out and I'm cc'd on them and like here are Caitlin's rates here's what she wants to do and I just send them my ideas I send them my goals for the partnership I send them the thread of everything I've communicated with them we hop on a call and I kind of catch them up to date on everything that I've done with them so far and if I will accept product or whatever the deal is Mm -hmm. and they send that on my behalf now which was like is huge because they also just kind of help me with my rates and they get a commission so if I'm like okay I am overwhelmed with how many things are coming in like I this year has been kind of the coolest but the craziest because it's so much busier than every other year yeah like it's like everyone's budgets reset in February and I'm never I was never the first one to get emails and now I'm like oh my god like people's budgets must have reset this is nuts because like I get email a day like from a new brand wanting to pay me amazing not even just not even asking for product and they just like they're like what's your rates and I'm like this is new this is exciting this is- and so they they help they help with that and it's so I'm so excited I just started with them so They've already sent out like four emails on my behalf. And I'm like, great delegation skills. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. I was like, I need to outsource. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Now you don't have to tell us your rates, but what are like minimums people should be charging? (sighs) There's like an actual rule in this. Okay. So actually this answers, I didn't even answer your question. Mm. I'm sorry. This is why I don't podcast. (laughs) Um, So how people can figure this out is like, joining these influencer groups, whatever your niche is. And a lot of people are sharing free resources. There's lots Mm -hmm. of stuff like this going on clubhouse. I actually got, um, before I started working with this agency, there's two girls that are on the agency and then the agency owner herself, um, Hermana agency, Hermana means sister in in Spanish. If anyone wants to spell that out, but, um, link it. Yeah. Link it. Cause there's a Facebook group for micro influencers and there's always people asking questions in there. And then also some of the girls that are in that group, they have made a full like 16 page document on what you should be charging, what you can charge for like that is exclusivity. And I was reading that and I was like, I feel sick to my stomach at how much lower my rates are than the minimum that they're requiring. And I was like, and that's not adding tax. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. you want to like, you want to add what you're you know, the effort that's put in. And I was totally. like, I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. But uh, yeah, rates are hard. And I think, I think just go and find that document. I can totally. just send you it and you can link send that because it's per person, right? So yeah. what's your skill level? What's your experience? Have you, you know, you got to include so many things into that, mm-hmm. that I can't, I can't just say it's not a percentage, everything that you read as percentage based. So there's some things that it's like, oh, 10% of your following. It's so low. Like the, the price that that equals out to is so low right. that it's like, you know, it's not really worth it. Even when I had like 3000 followers, I was like, these are so low. Like I'm already getting paid more than this and I'm not even trying. Yeah. So the recommended rate that I, that I see everywhere else, except for now with this agency, I'm like, brands are used to paying this. They know it's marketing now. So 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, a what like a big shift it ha- has to kind of come from us too, like as the creators. Yeah. Is like brands have recognized how valuable their influencers are their creators are online and in that space because yeah like people like you who are not going to put out product they don't like and they're and mm-hmm. you're very yeah. loyal following knows that that's more worth it to them than having like a tv ad on you know what I mean yeah so I think yeah it, the, the shift has to really more come from us as um like the putting the value into ourselves and like our voices and our time and yeah. our creation and our creativity and all that stuff rather than just being like well why would they pay me for that like I'm nobody on the internet yeah okay and then so I know you I saw one of the questions too and it was like what do you think about person like people trying to be a like yeah, personal, personal brand personally brand. or whatever mm-hmm. and like yeah I, I mean first of all don't care what anyone else thinks because you're gonna find the people that want to follow you anyways like I said earlier but to put it into perspective um, this, my skincare that I use, have literally used for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, this also ties into what you should be asking a brand. Mm-hmm. I have a, I've had a promo code with them since May, 2020. And I asked her cause I wanted to include it on my media kit, which is what I send my insights to brands for. And like examples of past work and what I, what I can offer. And I asked her how much my code has made. And with only 6,000 followers, my code has, and then, so I started with 3000. So when I started working with that brand, I had 3000 followers and then she sent me my stats at 6,000 followers. I had generated $14,000 in sales with my promo code. So if you're telling me influencer marketing doesn't work, that's BS because totally. the proof is in the pudding and that brand, like they weren't even paying me for the first two years or no first year of that partnership. It hasn't been two years, first year of that partnership. And now they're the ones asking me to do a blog post and right. Like and TikToks and reels because they're seeing that my following trusts me because yeah. it's I use it every day. Yeah. And they trust me and and that's just first time purchases. So like you can only use my code once and right. everyone uses it. Everyone's used it. Yeah. So that's not even accounting for the sales that have still come because of me. Yeah. For that brand. And like that's a like that's a lot. That's a lot, so it, dude. That's a lot. So, and I include that stat in my media kit now. So I use that as when I pitch to other brands, because I'm like, look what I can do. I don't need 10,000 followers because I bet you that that, that return on investment is a lot higher than you'd get with like, absolutely people with like 32, 27 K followers, like even more than that. So yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know. You got to do that. And I don't share that. I like, don't share that number on Instagram. Like I have it in my well, yeah. post bio and my, and my media kit. But if we're talking about being transparent about rates, then yeah, then there it is. Your marketing works. You just got to totally. pick right. You know, you just got to pick your influencers, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and be, as we yeah. were talking about before, like very in alignment of like, do, do you work yeah. with a brand? Don't just be taking whatever's coming your way. Now you talked about yeah. media kits a little bit in, in there. Can you explain media kits. Yeah. So it sounds scary, but it's really not that hard and you can find examples online, but in mine, I just include, I have a sidebar, make it look nice. It's your brand. You're like, this is you pitching. So don't send this right away in your first email because attachments often gets flagged as spam. Mm, So I get their email from DM. Yeah. Life hack. Also don't include, um, exclamation marks in your subject lines that also gets flagged (laughs) and filtered. I know I have to learn that, but, um, 
Yeah. So your media kit, I make a PDF version. I literally did one on Canva so I can update it whenever. So I Mm -hmm. update it by month. If I'm sending it out, I update my stats. So however many new followers you got, make sure your audience is the same. Um, I just do percentage based and I do my top city and top country Mm -hmm. or province or whatever is relevant to where you are and what kind of person you're, you're marketing. So, um, and then I include my engagement rate. I include, for me, I include my Pinterest stats. So monthly viewers, um, you could do your bundled. So across all platforms, you can do this many followers. I include my story views, my average story views. I include my average reach. So just general things that they'd be looking for. And then I say what I offer. So I do giveaways, um, unboxings on stories, reels, TikToks, um, whatever, whatever else I offer, content creation, recipe development, and yeah, whatever. And then I just do a little bit about myself and I try and keep it to one to two pages. So my first page is a picture of me with the dates that this is updated on. So I just do like, like updated to whatever, April, 2021 or present April, 2021. And then I include past partnerships just because I I can now. And so Mm -hmm. I remove the, I just keep removing based on if I get new ones that are more in line with me or more in line with the brand I'm sending it to. Mm -hmm. And so I just say previously worked with, so literally a resume. Yeah. And so it's like your selling point. Don't include rates on there because you can adjust that per brand, per deliverable, but don't include your rates on there. That can come separate. This is just to be like, Hey, this is why you should work with me. Cause like, look at these stats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see if your audience aligns, because if you want to make sure that, that you align with them as much as they align with you, yeah, it's not totally. always two way. Like I get a lot of um, beeswax wraps um, reaching out to me and I'm like zero waste. Perfect. Great on brand. But did you see the part where like plant-based too? Like I use beeswax wraps, but it's because I, I have them and like I still eat honey. And so it's just something I don't really care to talk about every single time I want to share beeswax wraps on story. So that's something that I say no to, even mm-hmm. though it's relevant to zero waste. It's like does it fit? Can I find, if someone reaches out to me and wants to send me soy wax wraps, hundred percent, perfect in line with both. But just because it's, it's fits one of your requirements right. doesn't mean you have to post about it or doesn't mean you have to accept it. Right. And that so that's, a, that's a good, pretty good example, I guess. Very like patient and, and like knowing yeah. that you need to, if you just start throwing things at people, that's where you're going to lose your engagement, losing your followers. Yeah. You need it to be. They're not going to trust you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just going to think you're, you're selling them stuff. And like, these are people that I think, uh, they really care about you. It's so yeah. crazy what people remember, but I share what I'm excited about now. And people, people have never met will literally be like, I'm so proud of you. I love watching you grow. And I'm like, Aww. we've never met, Aww. but like the fact that the fact that they support me and I'm just a random person on the internet just kind of, I guess, shows you that it's like, you just have to, you just have to be yourself because, and treat everyone as your friends. Like your DMs are your, is your customer service. Regardless of if you're selling anything, if you ever want to, those people are going to remember how you responded to them. Yeah, absolutely. How you engaged with them. So yeah. Yeah. That's like that. I think comes down (laughs) to like, we've been talking about that quite often on here and just saying that like in in that like even people coming on the podcast I I know is very difficult for a lot of people but it's like people who don't necessarily like go on their stories as much as you do like I had another girlfriend she's got a podcast and we did an episode together she's known me since high school and she was like no like Kelsey on the internet is Kelsey in real life like that is 
very accurate. And yeah, same thing I can attest like, to that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, and same thing with you, like you are the same across the board. And I think that people are really seeking that out a lot more now, like, because they're kind of like, I think we're really waking up to the problems social media has created and the illusions yeah. that social media has created. And so like, yeah, if you're building a brand, be authentically yourself so that the people will love you, whether mm-hmm. they meet you on the street or yeah. they're listening to you every week. Hey, yeah, you know, like, laughing away, <laughs> away with your friends, with friends, with all your yeah, all friends. Like, so I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like if I ever meet hasn't happened in a while because of COVID, but if I ever meet someone that's like known me from Instagram, I'm like, am I the same? They're like, yeah, I literally feel like I know you already. Yeah, yeah. and that <laughs> like that's weird. <laughs> It used to happen to me all the time for the Okanagan pep project. Like people, yeah, subtle brag. People used to come up to me all the time in Kelowna and be like, oh my God, like you're the Okanagan pep project. And like, they would, I'd get messages later. Like you are exactly who I thought you would be. And I was like, fuck, that's like mm-hmm. my highest compliment. I don't want And it's different. like, also with that, it's like with a brand. So that even, I'm just thinking of that app right? Mm-hmm. So you could have just shared dogs or dog tips, but because you showed up on stories, people put a face to the content. Mm-hmm. So showing up and like having that personal touch mm-hmm. is goes such a long way because they feel way like they can talk to you. you think. Yeah. Way further than you think. Yeah. 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 It's totally. like, it's like if your customer, you're reaching out to like whatever Amazon customer service and someone shows up on video and they're like, Hey, like, what can I help you with? You'd be like, whoa, what's that's happening? incredible. That's like amazing. That was the totally. best customer, customer service I've ever received. Absolutely. And then guess what? You're probably going to engage with that again. And talk about so, it to yeah. other people. And like, that's yeah. how you very authentically build a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Slow and steady. Always wins in the end. Slow and steady. <laughs> Slow and steady. Dude, thank you for doing yeah. this with me. Thanks I love you. And I'm so proud of it. you. I miss you. Oh, I miss you. I'm so proud of you. You are killing it. I feel like hopefully some of that was valuable. I feel like I just, all of it was. Are you kidding me? I just learned everything (laughs) that I need to know. You know, I don't do good with keep crushing it. Mm, Yeah, but you do. You just got to pick one, pick like your one thing, you know? Yeah, I know. I think this is it. I think this is it. Kels. You know what? I get a lot of people who think that this is it. Like I have a lot of people been being messaging me and being like, dude, this is your, like, this is your thing. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. So yeah. here I come. Yeah. Keep it up. I'm going to invite you to some of my Facebook groups Please for uh, well, some extra little marketing Please stuff. Please do. Yeah. I would need yeah. it. I need it. I need it. Blow it up. Kels, blow it up. We're doing our bestest, you know? Yeah. That's all you gotta do. That's all you can do. Okay, I wish we recording. could just cheers and Marg right I now. I know. I'm going to stop recording, but stay on here so that I can tell you that I love you and not be recording. Okay. Love you, buddy. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Can I just tell you something? I really feel like anybody who told you that you can't do that thing that you love to do and like make money from it, make a living off of it, go fuck yourself go fuck them you know I had so many people over the course of my lifetime tell me that like I couldn't be a photographer I couldn't you know do this do that like even now when I'm podcasting I'm like I'm never gonna make money off this this is just like you know the side thing that I love to do no don't let that narrative be in your head so 
so stupid of us. You know what I mean? We're not we're not doing that anymore. It's 2021. We're going to listen to Keelan Dickey. We're going to get over our imposter syndrome. We're going to fucking build brands and we're going to thrive. We're thriving. Oh my God. Ryder, stop licking the floor. Ryder's not thriving. Hey. Ryder's not thriving. Ryder's licking the floor. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys got a lot out of that one. Caitlin is truly one of the best human beings I know. She's... Um, like we said in there genuinely the same on and off the the wild world of the internet um i'd super encourage anybody who has questions or um anything like that or if you're just kind of like go sign up for her recipe of the week um she sends one out every week and they're so good dude like we said like i am a i'm a meat eater and i i fucks with it fucks with it go follow caitlin go tell her i said hi um and enjoy the rest of your week i've got some goodies coming up for you uh in the next few weeks we've got merch dropping soon Ooh, freaky deaky it's gonna be so fun um and i'm gonna say it here first because i am gonna put it onto the instagram and all that as well but um I'm gonna, I have merch coming, like I just said, doi, uh, but I am making a portion of all the proceeds from all the merch we do from now until forever. Um, we're gonna pick an animal charity. I'm gonna start um, making donations monthly. And honestly, it doesn't even need to be an animal charity. I think what I'd really like to do is once a month, I think how this is my dream <laughs> let me tell you my dream how rad would it be if once a month all of us together chose a charity or a GoFundMe or something like that all the proceeds from that month of merch and maybe we could all be like okay we're all gonna give a dollar this month dude even if all of the followers we have right now gave a dollar it's over 300 bucks that's a ton and if we do it once a week or once a month you can give a dollar a month, right? And we can all choose who we want the money to go to. And then we're just going to make it like a giving thing. And I'm going to feel good about it. And you're going to feel good about it. And that's my dream. I want you to do it with me, okay? Come, come on my dreams with me. Ugh, I got to go have more coffee, clearly. But anyways, I love you. Remember, you don't know jack shit. We're getting to know some more. Oh my god. That's what you get from looking the floor. Um, you don't know jack shit, but hell we're learning. I love you so much and I will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>